Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. So uh, Aurora and I are here, we're excited to talk about um, Harry Potter in today's episode. Uh, so we are going to uh, touch on some things in Harry Potter. Uh, one of the main focuses will be the Weasleys, but it's a, it's a question we kind of asked ourselves. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that here in a second. First off, uh, we will tell you guys again, um, Aurora and I, we are official travel agents. We specialize in Disney, Universal, World Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resorts. Uh, you know, amongst many other things. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, we'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories uh, with us. And uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, oh, actually, I, I will mention again, our services are completely free. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it's just uh, basically commission fees that, you know, hotels, resorts, uh, vacation destinations already include in their uh, pricing. So it'd be the same price to you as it would uh, if you book with me. Uh, so yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help you out. Um, and, you know, we can, we can book as much for you as you would like. We can, you know, control or handle as little as you would like. And uh, yeah, go from there. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we are going to be talking about Harry Potter um, from the title, you can see the Weasleys will be a big part of this, but Aurora and I were sitting and thinking the other day, you know, there's a lot of questions people have as far as, um, as far as like the currency, right? The currency of, um, Harry Potter, the currency of the wizarding world. And, you know, how is it that there's wealthy and non-wealthy, you know, isn't there just a spell where you can just make money, right? I mean, it's magic. You can just make money, right? Can't you? So, I mean, I, I don't understand that. There's a lot of people that, you know, if you really think about the depths of it, there's some issues there. There's some loopholes or some things that uh, it's really like plot holes there as far as why any group, family, whatever would be above another, um, at least financially to a certain extent. So um, we, we were asking ourselves questions, you know, we we're breaking down some things and, um, you know, we really asked the, the main question from the wizarding world is does, does wizarding lineage really matter? Does your family, your, your, the class you're in, the hierarchy in which your family resides, uh, is that, is there really a difference in classes? And, uh, if there's so there is, uh, I can't understand why. And I think even the movies themselves showcase why there should not be a difference. Um, so yeah, we're gonna break that down a little bit here. First, we're gonna talk about um, you know the Malfoys. Obviously, they were the high class family. They were the ones that we saw in the movies um, as the upper echelon, right? The premium, premium. And um, you know they're a small family. Uh, with lots of money and power. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it they have so much power? Why is it that they look down on other families? Um, why is it that they are better off financially than other families and, and things? Uh, you know, it just it just doesn't, doesn't really make sense um, as to why this, this is the case. Um, you know, they looked out the Weasleys quite a bit. Whether it's Draco or Arthur, um, or, or Draco or, or Lucius, I mean they they look down on the Malfoys, uh, or they look down on the um, Weasleys, and uh, it just doesn't really make any sense. Think about it. Why is there a difference in currency? Why is it you can't just 
magically make money appear. Uh, it doesn't really make sense. There, there. You can make anything appear with magic. You can, you can do all this stuff with magic, but you can't counterfeit money. I don't think that was ever told uh, about. I don't think it was ever talked about. Um, these details were not really flushed out. And maybe there is an answer. Maybe um, there is an answer. You know, I didn't read the books, so maybe there is an answer to um, J.K. Rowling when it comes to this. Um, but I haven't heard it. So that to me, that's a loophole and uh, or a store a plot hole, and I don't like that. So, anyway, outside of the plot hole, outside of the issue that this is confusing as to why this even exists, like a hierarchy and things like that. The other thing is that there's no evidence to this outside of the fact of just how they believe and how they treat someone, right? Because if you realistically look at it, yeah, Lucius was part of the ministry magic he was obviously high up in ministry magic um you know draco i mean you know he went on to do things whatever there but um his mom was a stay-at-home mom she's a stay-at-home mom she didn't have a big nice fancy job she had a lot of money from the black family that uh she had inherited and she kind of lived off that right so if you look at their family, there wasn't a ton of evidence to be like, oh my gosh, they're so amazing, right? They're they're so much better off. They're so much better class of wizards uh, when you really look at it. Because if you look at the Weasleys, I would have an argument that the Weasleys are, I mean, they're arguably the greatest, and if not the greatest, they're one of the strongest Wizard League families out there. Seriously. I mean, take a look at it. Arthur Weasley himself was the head of Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. He was the head of the the Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office and a member of the Order of Phoenix. He also later on was the head of of the Office of Detection and Confiscation of Counterfeit Defensive Spells and Protection Objects. Okay? He's at the top. He's at the top, guys. So, doing really well. He works at the same place as Lucius. I don't know why Lucius is making so much more money. But, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Like I said, I didn't read the books. but So maybe Lucius was just living off a bunch of money that he had to. From his family, his um, lineage. But Arthur had a lot of great things that he did and accomplished. Molly, yes, she was a housewife. Very, the exact same as Draco's mom. Um, just She was a housewife. Okay? Bill was a curse breaker for Gringotts Bank. Okay, Gringotts is the largest bank, the most well-known bank in the wizarding world, and he is a code breaker for them, or a curse breaker for them. Okay, for those of you who don't know, curse breaker is someone who, they, they specialize in breaking, um, removing, you know, getting getting rid of curses um, that, are, that are placed. 
um, on objects, on certain things, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, you know, it's it's to make things more secure in Gringotts so that curses and things like that that happen in Gringotts can't, you know, create issues. Um, but yeah, he was a curse breaker for Gringotts, and um, I mean that that's the most reputable bank in the entire Wizarding world. So I can't imagine that that's a bad job when you look at it. Um, you know, from the outside, Charlie was a dragonologist in Romania. Um, I mean, he went overseas for a specialized job taking care of some of the most dangerous creatures of all time in the Wizarding world. So I don't know how that can be looked at as being a uh, a bad thing, really. Um, Percy was a personal assistant to the head of the Department of International Magic uh, Cooperation. Okay, he also later on became junior assistant to the Minister of Magic. Okay, um, and then he was a member of the Order of the Phoenix. After he um, left the Ministry of Magic, he resigned. Uh, and then he became head of the Department of Magical Transportation. Okay? Again, we're seeing a lot of heads of things, right? Leaders. Uh, even if it's assistants, you know, personal assistants, junior assistants, it's two very large departments like the Department of International Magic Cooperation or the assistant to the Minister of Magic himself. So very, very reputable careers, very reputable jobs um that that they're going out there and getting so it, it's just very interesting to me um fred and george look at fred and george which people would say were probably the most underachieving of the weasleys i i would say that jenny definitely was the most underachieving but fred and george created and ran one of the one of the top magical retail shops in diagon alley i mean that was great. They didn't even finish school to do it. Okay, these guys were gifted in what they were able to do, you know, early on in school. And they left school and created an amazing business. You know, very good entrepreneurs right there. So I don't know how you could be upset with that or think that that's bad. Look down on it. Ron didn't necessarily have the best whatever uh career path whatever but he was a professional aura a professional aura okay and so you know whatever that's that's fine um he's that's that's a good career obviously um that's what him and harry wanted that's what harry wanted to do when he graduated so um you know then he was also assistant manager of the weasley store um so assistant manager i mean that's you know, it's like Dwight from the office, like assistant to the regional manager. Whatever. Like, okay, well, that's not the actual manager. So um, that was a little bit lower level or whatever that he did. But Jenny, Jenny was a chaser for the Hollyhead Harpies. Um, she was a professional Quidditch player. Uh, she became senior Quidditch um, correspondent for the Daily Prophet and uh, is actually a sports editor for the daily profit, uh, for her career. So, um, again, you look at it and it's like, well, across the board, all of these kids have done great things. And the, you know, Molly and Arthur should be so proud of their family, what their family's done, but it just begs the question because everybody looked down on the Weasleys and, you know, everybody talked about how bad off they were and all these things. The question is why? 
why were they so bad off? Obviously, the whole currency thing is a plot hole. There is definitely issues there that, that haven't been, there's questions there that haven't been answered when it comes to why the heck there's so much, you know, there's so much of a, a gap between the, the classes of, of wizards financially. But if you look at, you know, taking that out okay so that that's that's not a part of it and then yeah yeah you can start to see and 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 you can think about it as getting over that the getting over that major hole there in the plot um and the economic system that's set up here if you look past that and you you think about okay well that's already there let's look past the other things let's look at the other things that are there so if you look at that then it's okay well they had a lot more kids they had a lot more kids. So they were financially strapped, paying for the various books and robes and things like that that their kids needed. Um, so yes, maybe that could have led to some of this. Um, but that wouldn't have led to Arthur being that way because Arthur only had uh, one or two siblings, I believe. Uh, so that doesn't make any sense as to why that is the situation. Uh, Molly, you know, coming from the Pruitt family, um, I don't know why you know she was brought in uh you know why i don't know what kind of family she came from i don't really know a lot about that family that chain uh or that lineage per se but um you know that could be the only reason for this um if i'm thinking about it is that okay they they had um a lot more kids a lot more mouths to feed Right, and that's the only way I can really think of it. But if you look at the family, they always had food. They always had an overabundance of food, um, you know. And it's crazy that all those kids were not like morbidly obese with the way that Molly would feed them. I mean, maybe there's some magic spell to like have no calories in the food. That would be fantastic. Let me tell you right now, just a sidetrack here. If there was any bit of magic that I could figure out that would be a key to it like if i could just have all these desserts and sweets and all of these things that i just really love and enjoy that i've been on a diet lately and i've been depriving myself of these things um you know i just don't overindulge and i just eat the bare minimum of what i need to to go throughout the day and uh it's been really good i've been feeling a lot better you know just physically just been feeling a lot better um but if i could have a spell that would take donuts and brownies and cake and ice cream and all this good yummy stuff and take the calories out of it same taste same taste same texture same flavor everything except the calories oh my gosh that would be my most favorite spell and i would enchant every edible thing in my house with that um yeah and that's molly probably learned something like that with the kids that's probably what she did but um you know when you when you look at it getting back to the whole thing here you know does lineage really matter does your upbringing your family does that does that really matter when it comes down to it and i just don't think so I really don't, you know, once you put yourself really forward in school and you try really hard, I mean, obviously not everybody's going to be a Hermione Granger who is just gifted at being intellectual, right? Um, 
But if you can learn the basics and know how to use magic for everyday needs and the things that you need to accomplish, there should not be a level of, you know, financial classes and and such a gap in between. This should not exist. Um, It really shouldn't. So the fact that it does is really perplexing. Um, Take a look at Hermione. Come from a Muggle family, they clearly didn't have wizard money. Because if you look at you know what Harry got and Green got, none of that was actual money. So my question is, how do people who are Muggleborns um, even get money to buy school supplies? Do they have scholarships for Muggleborns? Is it you know is it is it kind of like uh, international kids, um, underprivileged kids that get scholarships here in the U.S.? I think that would make a lot of plausible sense. Um, as to why that would happen. So, you know, the school or whoever it is that's giving them scholarship is funding all of those things for them. I understand that. But, you know, beyond it, not looking at that, it, it's still a thing of why, like, like seriously, think about it. If you go out and you get furniture, okay? Granted, you could use magic to make your own but even if you go out and you buy furniture for your home, okay, that's the only piece of furniture you ever need to buy. There's spells to revitalize things, to refresh things, to repair things. So you should never have to buy another in your life, right? That is what the case should be. If you have a home in the wizarding world, you, you should be able to have the home however you want, shape it however you want you know, refresh it, remodel it whenever you want, however you want. I mean, it's really odd when you look at, and this is very interesting, it's really odd when you look at the Malfoys and you look at the Malfoy Manor, okay, and how it how it is built, you know, the feel, the atmosphere of it, just the architectural design of it, okay, very much like a traditional manor um, in, in the, the real world. Um, outside of the wizarding world and you look at everyone else's home everyone else's home i'm trying to think so we see the weasley's home and it's built a certain way we see the love goods um home it's built a certain way granted you could say that it's very similar to the weasley's home you you could say that and and i would argue that i i wouldn't argue that i would say it's, it's very similar as well you look at Sirius's, and um, yeah, Sirius's was very much like a normal home, okay? Um, so were the love goods like poverous and stuff too? But then my other question is you look at the style, you look at the setup, it's it's like wood, uh, things are not like symmetrical in the home, uh, things are a little quirky in how they feel, it looks a little old, run down. Then my question is, the Leaky Cauldron was like that, okay? The Three Broomsticks was like that. Basically, all these homes you see outside of the manor, Malfoy Manor, outside of um, Sirius Black's home, and obviously outside of Lily and James Potter because they were living in basically just a normal house, um, you 
you see that you see quirkiness you see the old wood and it, it looks run down and it, you know it just to me it feels like that's more the style of the wizarding world and i feel like everybody should have adhered to that i feel like that's just that's just what the culture is so it's very interesting to see the different families that oh if you have a lot of money you have manners and then if you don't have a lot of money you have these weird quirky wooden homes it's just really odd to me because using magic all of that should have easily been changed um for these families maybe they like it that way maybe that's what they want who knows but then again then it doesn't come down to poverty. then it comes down to hey that's a culture that's a lifestyle that's how people want it right so yeah anyway we'll go ahead and wrap that up uh, with harry potter i hope you guys um enjoyed that i thought it was interesting very interesting topic and you look at it there's really no reason for the malfoys to really look down on the weasleys in the way that they do um to the severity that they do it just doesn't make any sense um a few bits of news here that we will mention um netflix is rebooting avatar um we are very excited that they are rebooting avatar um you know they've talked about things as far as what what do they have to do to make it look good make it look right um you know, I hope they do it right. I am very excited about it. Um, Avatar is a great television show, um, uh, great cartoon animated series on 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 uh, Netflix and stuff. Uh, but I hope that they do it justice. They do it right because if they do, this could be fantastic. So I'm very excited for that. Um, next, the producer of the Halo television show has said that Steven Spielberg was very involved in the show. I, and that just makes me happy. That just makes me happy, right? I want to see um, him. I want to see what um, what Steven Spielberg's. You know, Steven Spielberg does a great job in his films in certain aspects of the way you develop the story, the way you set the atmosphere, the tone, the mood of things. He does a great job with that, and if he's bringing that to this Halo television show, I am very excited about it. So it just makes me even more excited uh, to see this Halo show when it, when it's uh, when it's ready and everything. Uh, and, and obviously, I'd have to get Paramount Plus. That's obviously, I don't have that, but um, I will be getting that um, to watch to watch the Halo show for sure. Um, so yeah, and before we wrap things up, um, one thing to mention, um, one we will mention again, Aurora and I, we are travel agents. Um, our email for the travel agency will be below in, in uh, you know, so feel free to, um, you know, shoot us an email, let us know if you guys are looking to take a trip, anything like that. We can get you some quotes, let you know kind of what the financial expectations would be, depending on where you want to go, what you want to do, how long you want to be there, time of year, all that type of stuff. Um, we can definitely help you guys out and uh, give you some advice and tips along the way. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, our information will be below. Please like, share, subscribe, everything, uh, you know, comment. We'd love to hear some feedback on you guys, any episodes you'd like to see. Um, and then uh, the last thing we'll mention here, obviously, everybody knows about the things that are going on overseas right now um, with Ukraine and um, and Russia. And uh, I don't know if I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, um, go to YouTube and type in um, type in Ukrainian girl. Uh, sings frozen in a bunker um, and please watch that video it's a very inspirational video um, there's a very very young girl who um, is in a bunker with her family and um, to bring the spirits up of everybody and to give them some hope she actually sings uh, the Disney song from frozen uh, let it go 
and um, it will just it will just really warm your heart to see um, to see that and to hear it. Um, obviously, very very tough times over there uh, in Ukraine, and uh, I hope that some things can be resolved very quickly. And uh, thoughts and prayers are out there with everyone in that country. It's just so horrible to see the devastation. And let's be thankful for everything we have here in the U.S. and other countries that are not going through that. Let's be thankful for that. Let's get over all these stupid small things that we're getting upset about. You know, uh, there's so many things socially and all this stuff we get so upset about and worked up over. And it's like, guys, things could be a lot worse. Look at what's happening over there. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week.